watching Prohibition fall down. All right, guys, finally back with the Grow Talks. Got to get nervous, go a couple days, a couple days without the Grow Talk, you know? The growers are going to get a little pissed out there. I don't know. What was I talking to Katsu about, man? His deepest thoughts and desires? We was talking okay. about Grow, man. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Favorite show, though, today. Grow Talk, guys, coming at you. Uh, wanted to show first right off the top, though. Check out these DGC hats in the work here. We've got a couple variations of uh, the new DGC hats coming out. I'm I'm definitely going for the trucker myself there, Scotty. No, I you know I'm like one of those guys that want to go to South you Florida. Good? Yeah, I put on the Louis Vuitton hat, man. So I don't know. I don't know. I like <laughs> I, I like both those. Uh, yeah, we might have one more variation. I'm working on that Louis Vuitton style, like you said, with all the little embroidered pot, pot leaves. I hate saying pot leaves. Cannabis, weed leaves. I don't know why I don't like pot. Um, without those, there's another another version for people that are trying to be a little more incognito. But uh, we'll let you guys know. These are in the works thanks to Alpine Hemp Company. Shout them out while I'm at it. AlpineHempCompany.com. Come on, go, dude. Check out some of their gear. And I'll let you know as soon as the hats are ready, DGC. You look, man, I know it's not wake and bake, but uh, what would you do? My kid brought her boyfriend home, okay? 15 years old, brings her boyfriend home, and he's got a tiny little Louis Vuitton backpack on. I don't know what's going on, dude, because I picked up – this is – I don't know how it happens. Uh, we can talk about it on Wake and Wake, but yeah, I picked up one of my 15-year-old son's friends. He's 15, and he's got like, yeah, a mini like Louis Vuitton purse thing. What the, I'm Thank like, what's, what is that? Thank you. It is a what? purse. I talked to the kid about it. I didn't put my arm around him because I don't want to get sued. I think both your kids are dating the local uh, neighborhood drug dealers. Huh. Huh. I like the kids, you know, when, when my daughter dates somebody, I, I put my arm around them, I call them son. I have heard Nothing. things, but I'm going to, I don't know, I don't say plead the fifth, but yeah, there might be something there, Guru, maybe. <laughs> so but let's get on. Let me give you a show preview today. Grower questions off dogrows.com. We got time frame between topping by B or I, I guess I'm going with. There you go. Add, <laughs> add more dry amendments or let it. Cannibalized by Nolly. We got a, this is a good one. A cow panel greenhouse by Inside the Green Rectangle. I don't know where the green rectangle is. I never heard of cow panels, so we're even. How are you maintaining your mothers by DTOM420? And calcium in some forms kills microbial life? Question mark by Sunny in Bechtopia. Oh, man, I was just thinking about that cow panel greenhouse, and it just kind of reminds me of Oklahoma as far as the just the influx of cannabis community and, and cannabis growers and the cannabis economy, how it's just thrived over there. It's got to be kind of crazy for the locals just to see it roll in over the past two, three, four years, you know? So a lot yeah, of cow people coming in from all there. around the country and shit. Yeah, I just imagine it's crazy. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. I imagine we should get uh, Chip Baker's down there. Uh, Aquaponic Steve, Potentponic Steve is down there. So you'll have to check it out. We have a few things going on, Scotty, with dudegrows.com forward slash support. DGC, uh, we made it, man. We're over 1,000 contributing supporters, DGC members. Uh, I think we're at 1,002 or three or something right now. It gives me a warm feeling in my belly. I mean, that's where that was our first goal, to be able to take care of the team, expand on the studio, buy new studio equipment, and shave Guru's head. Ah, uh, that was a, you're, you're a sport about that. And I will thank you because we got one hell of a bump from that. What did we say that four or five days ago? Yeah, I was, just so they know, I was going to do it anyways. But, oh, oh come on, don't definitely. Out of it. Thanks a lot, man. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it for the Dude Gross Show. Who's shaving it? Scott, are you shaving it Friday or what? You know, I was talking to Guru. I've known you, what, six years? I don't think I've ever once actually wanted to touch or have touched your head. I think if it had come up in any other situation, I'd have probably been like, all right, this is kind of weird. But yeah. This yeah. one I'm down with. I think Miss Real is going to be the one to uh, actually do the deed. She actually got married recently. <laughs> she is Mrs. Real. Mrs. Yeah, Real. I made an honest woman out of her. <laughs> yeah, she said she would do all right, well, stay tuned for that. I think that's going to be uh, – that will be up this Friday over on Patreon. Dudegrows.com forward slash support. I got another hookup, guys. Grower hookup. Instead of one big prize August 20th, how about three HLG 100s, first, second, and third? Can we do that? We got that on hand, Scotty? Uh, we do, sir. No problem. We can do that. 
I got you covered on that. Go over on Patreon. Just go to the post that says HLG100 Grower Hookup and comment to be entered to win. Uh, lastly, we got free seeds from Seeds Here Now for new members. 30% off recharge uh, as well as the best thing. Bringing this show five days a week, built by you guys. Much appreciated. Go check it out. Yeah, I saw a meme that was like, uh, what happens when you're a new member, but you're in England? When you're in the UK, what do you do? We got we to gotta figure something out for everyone. That's kind of rough. World's a big, wide place, but I hear you. I hear you. I've heard that. Where's the weirdest <laughs> guru? Where's the weirdest place you ever got requests for seeds from? So Saudi Arabia or oh, Iran. Iran? It was Iran. Iran yep. Yeah. I was like, I would. They probably kill us both. So nah, <laughs> let's just say they killed the sender and the receiver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Two tone. Let's get into the dank nugs here. Let's get into the show. I just took a puff on a little bit of a hash mix bowl. Thanks again, Master Grow DGC. All right. We got two tone magic here, posted by JR, the JR token. It says, here's a look at the final caps lock, final flower. This girl went in 10 weeks and totally reeks and ended up being my favorite of the four. Hashtag canna fam and hashtag canna buzz. All right, I'm going to do the freaking math on this, man. So 10 weeks, all right? There's seven days in a week times 10, 70 days, man. 70 days. So this is a 70-day strain. Not super crazy. Uh, looks good to me, man. Looks good. What's the next Good um, photography work there. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, it is excellent, man. What's the fastest flower you've run into recently? I mean, I had like a 47 day or way back in the day. Nothing recent. I mean, I've everything's almost at least been 70 days for me. The I don't fastest know, I I've ever had, I had, a, I had a Candyland V2 from Dungeon Vault Genetics right. that went like 45 days pretty consistently. Like, yeah. like, and not like 45 days you could cut it. It was like 45 days it was done, which was cool. Good bud? Uh, no, nah, mediocre. Decent. Decent. Yeah. <laughs> I just wonder. There's got to be some kind of crowd. I, mean, I think I it, made, it made up for it in the extra two harvest you got a year. I had a plant called ice way back in the day. 47 days you could cut it, chop it, and hang it. Looked and good cool. bud as well, or do you always think you sacrifice when you're going the lower flowering period? You know, I don't. This one was decent. These are back in the free market days where, hey, you got bud? Yeah, what's it called? Ice. Okay, cool. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to thank Jared Token for the Dank Nug and Two Tone for the genetics. Check them out, Two Tone Genetics. And we got another Dank Nug here. Uh, this one is What's Up, Gromies by Brick Package. Okay. Uh, it says, just wanted to say hello to all my fellow growers. I've been listening for some time now and finally thought I'd make it official and make an account. All right. What does I grow with package mean? Based- what, hang on. What does brick package mean? Is that when you get a package and it just feels like a brick and you're like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. A Maybe check out. The, I, I usually uh, resort to the Urban Dictionary for these type of questions. Oh, I was thinking like a, the brick weed, man. You get a big package, nine pound package in the mail. Mm, I'll take like that. a brick. I've been listening some time now. Thought, okay, we got that. I grow with granular base nutrients, recharge, tribus, and occasionally mammoth pea. Heavy a lot of, that is a lot of Fort Collins love right there. Those are three Fort Collins microbe companies. That's awesome. It was heavy GMO nose with the great pie on the back end. Would have loved to save this cut, but lost it in a oh. hectic move. I actually run a medical grow in Colorado Springs, but these are just some of the shots from my house grow, which is strictly for personal hunting through 21 strains right now at the shop. So plenty more shots coming your way. Here's some pictures of the, some slap and amp tickle grown under a 600 watt HPS in a four by four tent from my last house grow. All right. Oh, beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Cool to have a couple Love of pros our- chiming in. I like it. Yeah, it looks very, very professional handling the flower with your uh, latex glove there. Um, and then we also have down here, which I encourage DDC to fill out about the author. Wait, who's this a picture of, Scotty? Is this is that Carlton from? Uh, that is Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air, sir. <laughs> Lovely. All right, this says twenty-eight-year-old grower. I started four years ago in a closet in Sarasota, Florida, and now I'm a medical a medical grow in Colorado Springs. I've spent countless hours researching and honing my techniques over the past few years. I found a great deal of help from you, Scotty Guru, and I've even said hello at the Indo Expo in Denver for the past two years. Right on. Yes. I mainly grow with synthetic nutrients in a commercial setting. 
My flower has 56 1000 watt double integrated Vitas, and I veg under a mixture of T5 and 315s. All right. Thanks, Carlton. Wait, brick package. Brick package. <laughs> That's awesome. We'd love to have you on the show. I'd love to hear some some of your experience with regards to that, especially four years ago coming up from Florida. Probably had that same itch that I had, you know? <laughs> Get in touch. <laughs> to feel like a less of a criminal, maybe? Something like that? Stay out of jail. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, what would you uh, rather? Ten years in jail or a slap on the wrist? Yeah. Take the slap on the wrist. I do agree. All right. Time frame between topping by beer. We've got a B E E E R Y E. Beer ye? Beer ye. How about beer ye? Oh, I like beer ier. Beer ier. All right, this is from Michigan. Hi, from Michigan. Love all the information you guys provide. You've helped me get eight newbie growers off and running. Oh, yeah. That is awesome. Overgrow this biatch. I'm wondering how long should I wait between topping my plants before doing it again? And can you top too much at once? This is my second year growing outdoors, and unlike last year, I've decided to grow my limit. My plants are twice the size they were last year, thanks to you guys. My goal is to keep them from growing past my privacy fence. I have nine photo period that are my concern. Two in 15-gal radical bags and the rest in 10-gals. I have a few autos that are not of concern. Praise, recharge, cheers. All right. I think your goal should be to grow them above that privacy fence, you know? One of his first two questions are, um, how much time should I wait between topping my plants before doing it again? Assuming your plants are, you know, Full bore, running great, loving life, proper environment, sun and everything. Um, at the most, what do you think? Like, why do you why do you need to top them twice? Just looking at those plants, I'll put the joint down for this conversation. Well, hold on, before we, just in general, I'm going to give it at least ten days, depending on what your goals are and what you're doing. Probably more like two weeks. But so. it really does matter. How, like outdoors, holy shit, you can't even slow these plants down. You'll chop them in five days later. You'll be like, dude, these things are ready yeah. again. So outdoors. The plants are able to grow very quickly and rebound from any training that you do. So I would I would stick to like not doing it any more often than like every seven to ten days. Um, and then you have to also realize that just as a general rule of thumb, and it varies however, however far away from the equator you are, um, but August 15th is a good date to just have in your head is my plants are probably going to start flowering then or by then. Um, and you don't want to top within like – seven to ten days before that so you you, before flowering you just want the plants to be uh ready to go and hormonally balanced um when they go into flower and understand that when you're topping them you're imbalancing the hormones for the plant to have to kind of get everything's going right again so it can move around those auxins so that other tops can grow up and be uh like apical meristems Man, I'm looking at those plants, and I don't see anything that needs to be topped too badly. I mean, I understand. Yeah, but he's reaching his low-stress training. You could do, I don't know if you'd want to do a scrog there, but you could certainly get some bamboo stakes. I was going to say, we were were just out in the greenhouse earlier today setting a scrog net. And in scrogging, you kind of combine uh, a couple different practices where we have top these before, so we have multiple tops coming off of them. Right. And then you set the scrog net down, and you're laying over – those tall branches to make all the normally vertical bud sites lay down so that you have more places for uh, bud formation that's getting full sun all the time. Yeah. I see you've got bamboo stakes here. You can literally take the tops and just bend them sideways and attach them to the time to those bamboo stakes. And you'll see the whole plant will just change its structure. You get a ton more bud out of it. And yeah, I don't know. It's getting close to, you know, I, I think we're at the 15th. We got two, three weeks until we really start seeing flowering. Our sunset sherbet's already showing pre-flowers. So I think we're at the 15th. We're like at the 23rd. Oh, yeah. We've got oh, yeah. we've got three weeks until everything should be in flowering. Okay, I'm I'm typically going to do a, uh, all the techniques stated, other than the uh, scrogging. As far as some, I need to top. Sometimes a plant just has a real dominant top, and others don't. Some I'll be high stressed. I just did it today, cracking them over. It's coming up on what's going on in my grow again. A, a quick tip for your fence there. I see you're worried about the plants growing over the height. I had this at my house when I grow outside. I took a four by four 
So I think Lattice comes uh, in four by four, uh, no wait, four by eight. Sure, panels. Yep. And then you can get wood or you can get the plastic shit. And I still, they sell it white plastic too, where if you cut that sheet in half, then you got, you know, two by whatever. You can add two foot of height on your fence there, just screw it in. And it's simple, easy. Gives a little bit more privacy if somebody's out on the sidewalk and they're taller than the next person or whatever and looks fine. You know, it's cheap, cheap, cheap trick there, if you will. Um, his other question was, can you top too much? I mean, Definitely. I mean, you could take a plant and, you know, here's my little lady and bud here in the mini container, the smallest plant I've ever flowered, Scotty. <laughs> yes, that is only a top, sir. There's nothing left. But I mean, if you top way down, the plant is going to slow down too much. You're going to really affect the metabolism, if that's the correct word there. But uh, I'm not topping. And it's relevant to how big your plant is, though, too. Some big bushes, Scotty, you could take two feet out of, right? Other ones, it's so... Yeah, just, and it, it just matters what you're, you know, the in, in indoors, the intensity of your light matters too because the internodal spacing that you get uh, through a, a really intense light. So then you'd want to top more, I think. Other thing is you could potentially, lastly, if you want to gain again, worried about keeping these under the fence line. A little too late now. I don't think you're going to go out there and dig a hole for each, about every one of these. But if you made that area a bed next year and amended it and then take how much height you're gaining just with the height of the container too if that becomes an issue so yes yeah that seems uh yeah that's not the worst idea i guess i mean if you're intense then yes go out there and dig a hole for each of those radical bags and you'll gain another what 16 inches so if you live in my neighborhood my neighborhood you just dig holes and collect rocks that's what the neighbors do i guess there's a meth scene somewhere in there that i'm not sure about but I guess since I was mentioning them, Radical Bags are at GardenGearSupply.com, guys. Coupon code DUDE. Uh, check it out. Good site over there. A lot of information on the benefits of those bags. Shout out to Shane. What's up? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. So I got a couple comments here. This one off over on YouTube. Okay. This is from Jack Jack Kushner. It says, ha ha, ha ha, one of my favorite things is taking a bong, bong rip and setting the speed to 0.75 times and listening to Scotty talking. Oh man, I just start cracking up. I didn't know you could slow down like below normal. Like, yeah, um, and if you, it's pretty cool. It kind of sounds like you're just talking a little slower. <laughs> And if you realize you just watched the whole show at that setting, then you know you grow your grow went really well. <laughs> All right. The No Agenda Show is my favorite podcast, and they get pissed off because people will be like, "Yeah, I listen to your show at one and a half speed," and they're like, they just can, they just laugh about it, man. They're like, what's up with people? Can't, they can't even listen to people talk anymore. And I do the same thing. The most I've gotten is two point five on my books. I listen to a two and a half speed, and it just sounds like the dude just I don't know did a huge rail and just wants to tell you something in the bathroom. Oh my God. I, I, I. So you just, uh, typically you'll listen at like 1.5 or two. It depends. It depends. So you know, if I'm going to sleep, you got to tone that down to one, but yeah, one and a half, you can roll through a book at one and a half. I mean, they talk very slowly in these books. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I got another comment here from the Sativa society. Sounds like a pretty good society. I want to join. So it's not related to the episode. Hey, but I'm the thousandth patron. So I wanted to say what's up. Yes. Uh, to Sativa Society, congrats on being a thousandth patron. We should make you a shirt that says DGC, thousandth patron. <laughs> or, uh, yeah. or hold up. We could, uh, do you want the hair that we're about to shave off my head? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Also, I would have a good thousand one. Why not? Uh, hot dog rage all the way from Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. Thanks for the support, buddy. And dig the name. I'm not sure about, I don't know, hot dog rage, but I like it. <laughs> I've asked Warehouse Kyle to do some fucked up shit before, but sweeping up Guru's hair and putting it in an envelope and then printing a UPS shipping envelope for it would be by far the weirdest, man. <laughs> All right, before the next grill question, if you're watching the show, you, if you see me shifting around a little, man. I got, I went tubing to like two days ago here, you know, tubing on the river. Sure. Uh, just real casual. And Jack just jacks my back. I think it's one of those things like your body's good at some things, but if you lay like this in a tube for four hours, 
well, you know, drinking beer and smoking weed and right. shit, it, it responds back badly. Now, is, is that worse than me? I mean, that's pretty, like, you got exercise in there, but then the binking, you know, the drinking beer and smoking weed, it starts to not sound like exercise. I was on the exercise bike yesterday, and I was like, damn, my neck's hurting, because I was looking over at the television set, man. It's a screen. Is that bad? No, that- and I don't consider what I was doing exercise. In fact, next time I'm going to upgrade because one of the best things to tube on this river on apparently is just the full air mattress. Like get inflate a queen <laughs> nice. and just go chill out because it's like, yeah, so that nice. might be. And I'll bring like a, a waterproof pillow or something maybe and just yeah. chill. You know, what you should bring is just a real couch out there, too. man. <laughs> Oh, they're perfect. Not doing too bad, though. You know, summertime here, I'm getting a little bit a little bit of the tan going. You know, I'm not hey. looking like the white ghost, so that feels good for a little part of the year. I will tell you, being on camera most days, it is really funny to see yourself in the middle of the winter. Yeah. <laughs> Whiteness. Yeah. All right. Go talk question. Add more dry amendments or let it cannibalize by Nolly. Nolly. So, cannibalize means eating itself, right? Yes. DDC have two pink Kush plants from Barney's Farm in week five of flower. This last time I added dry amendments were um, were the first, wait, the last time I added dry amendments was in the first week of flower, which he did 25% of a 4-4-4 NPK and 75% of his mixture ratio was a 2-8-4 NPK. So he boosted up a little bit in, I mean, what's up with that? So he just added more phosphorus when he added the 284. He didn't add any more of anything else because they're lower numbers. No, yeah, there's, I mean, in organics also, things are done much more efficiently. So he added basically P and K with a little bit of nitrogen in there. Uh, added t- I don't know what it is, though, that he's talking about. What kind of, what kind of dry amendments? And, okay. you know, I, I have no idea if it's that, something down to earth that he just had feather meal in there and that's the NPK of it or... Well, let me read on here. It says, I see Barney's farm claims that it finishes in nine weeks, but I grew, but grow diaries I've read have pushed it as far as 12 weeks. I see the plants are starting to suck nutrients out of the leaves. And my question is, should I top dress more of the 2-8-4 for the final time or let it eat itself until the cycle is complete, which could be another six weeks i'm a noob and this is my best plans i've best my plans have ever looked so i'd like to try and keep my keep them healthy until harvest i greatly appreciate any wisdom you may offer i'm gonna feed these plants more with that potential time frame left gotcha and these plants have definitely already been damaged i would say Um, i'm gonna give it to you straight and this is kind of one of those things where uh not knowing your strain uh, makes this hard to to give advice on because uh, I'd know from personal experience growing Barney's Farm genetics that uh, in a single pack of the blue cheese that I had from them, I had one pheno that was like a eight and a half week strain and then another one that was like I ended up cutting it at 10 but probably could have let it go longer. Um, so there's some variability in there in that and that would help make you make a better decision on uh, when you want to top dress, like another uh, like flowering type top dress. Well, and by looking at these pictures, don't you agree this is uh, not an overnutrition? Like the last picture, we see leaves that are like crimpling up and yellowing in parts, brown at parts, but it's not like nutrient burn. No, um, by no means. This is nutrient deficiency. I would think this is this is uh, yeah, nutrients leaving. The plant not having nutrients right now is definitely uh, helping you miss out being on like the next yield threshold. Um, yeah. the, there's there, there's important growth that could be going on right now that isn't. Um, if you are able to foliar spray, I would think about doing a foliar spray that can be like a quick hit and get nutrition into the plant so that it can start uh, doing like its complete metabolic functions. But uh, as far as top dresses, without knowing how long it's going to go, honestly, I would probably err on the side of go ahead and feed it, go ahead and top dress it. And uh, I, w- I would rather have uh, a little bit too much nitrogen in my weed that got harvested at week eight than not having the fertilizer for a 12-week strain. There's now, some other me... problem there, guys. There's some other problem with those plants. It's not just an underfed plant there. It's definitely... Uh, I've seen I've seen when underfeeding gets extreme. Like It's not just like a nitrogen deficiency where the leaves sure. just yellow out. Sure. 
I've definitely seen that. But it's let me talk about real quick. As far as the top dress, for people that don't know, top dress is taking some dry amendments, some type of there's a lot of organic natural ones or whatever, and you're putting it on top. You're sprinkling it on top of your soil. Usually, I don't know. I'm going to say a tablespoon and a half or two per five gallon surface area, um, depending on the, how strong it is. And it's going to take a little longer. Uh, build a soil has an awesome one for flower, by the way. Maybe you can try this next time, Nolly. Uh, the build a flower top dress. Check that out on their site. It has a lot of awesome reviews. But Guru, isn't it going to be better at this point if you had any or could get your hands on some liquid nutrients? Those are going to feed the plant quicker than a top dress. Can I say that? Oh, 100%. Something in uh, liquid form is going to be able to feed, get get in there a lot faster. And that's just a function of uh, surface area and the in, in there. In a liquid, there's lots of little things floating around instead of a solid. It has to get broken down you over time. What gets all this stuff into the soil? You guys know the answer. <clears throat> microbes. Real growers know. But what, what kind of microbes are you using? Are you using a good compost tea? Are you using recharge? Are you using something like that? Because That will definitely accelerate plant availability, yeah. And Need also, I'm looking at that. That certainly could be a pH problem over there. Look, looking at the way that that, nutri- that that plant looks, it could absolutely be an absorption problem from pH. So this is... Another quick question. They're just coming to my head. If he has been feeding these plants only by them consuming what's leaching through when he waters from the top dress, whether like Scotty, it's maybe it's a feather meal, bone meal type mix, something like that. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I um, just that was the first thing that came to mind. But it's not leaching through. If it's organic stuff, it's really not leaching through. That's not water soluble. It just is taking time for it to be broken down into a form that is available to the plant. Right. So and, uh, and if it's all broken down, then more organics is going to take a minute to get broken down again, <clears throat> unless you're using something like BioBiz or something that's quickly available. Well, if the plant's been consuming its nutrients its whole life that way, is it going to have an issue if he does go to, let's say, whatever, I'll throw a synthetic line uh, of bottled nutrient and he pH adjusts it, which is probably important. Is a plant going to have any issue with that? The plant, like the plant is not going to be able to tell the difference at all. The plant can't tell the difference between salt-based nutrition and organic nutrition. There is absolutely no difference to it. At the end of the day, it is taking in ionic forms of those elements. I don't know. People are like plants, dude. Go eat like 50 of those Burger King chicken nuggets and tell me how you feel. You know, you're pretty organic. (laughs) (laughs) You know? If you do do the synthetic route or just have some A and B or some bottle nudes, make sure you pH it because you want everything to be as perfect as possible for nutritional availability at this point because your plants need it. Microbes, man. I'm just going to say it. Try yourself a microbe package. Yes, passively way to promote recharge, but please try it. It does. I mean, these, these plants look pretty, uh, pretty far gone. I'll say once they start looking like that, you know, especially that last picture, picture where the leaf just disintegrated. It's just not coming back. And the idea with cannabis plants being forgiving is in vegetative. You can always grow more leaves. You know, they can heal themselves then. Here we're on a countdown. So I guess my my fake name is Scotty Real. So I would say get some clones going again and do this again. You can have a great harvest, you know, 10, 12 weeks from now. But uh, learn from your mistakes here. Word, I guess since you've been saying it, realgrowers.com is where you can pick up that recharge. Coupon code DUDE will help you out. If you be Canadian, if you're up north, rechargecanada.ca is where you Canadian growers can hook it up. All right. Nice. I got a grow hack here. This is pretty cool, man. Dudegrows.com, right on uh, the, under the latest, you can go to grow hacks. And this is by Inside the Green Rectangle, a cow panel greenhouse. And Scotty, I didn't know what cow panels were either. Maybe grew on reading. You could show the well, actually, we got to show the pictures on here, but I also pulled up uh, from Tractor Supply. If you guys want to get yourselves some, uh, I don't know why I got to talk like that when I'm talking about uh, cow panels, but uh, they're not bad. Before I read, I'll just tell you, they're 16 foot long by 50 inch in, is in height. They're like 22 bucks each or something. But look at these pictures here. I'll do some narration. It says, hey, DDC, I wanted to share my way of building a greenhouse that is secure from jackers in the neighborhood kiddos. I use cow panels to build your tunnel. Take two cow panels and attach the ends together with wire. Bend the panels to form a half circle and attach them to the base of your greenhouse. This greenhouse Super looks simple. awesome, man. Yeah. Continue the process until your desired greenhouse length. You can control the height by overlapping the panels to achieve the height that will fit under your plastic. 
It is an effective way to keep thieves out as well as secure the greenhouse from local kids. It is even strong enough to hold up against strong winds and snow. What's By the way, say? this is a mimo- this is a mimosa in the corner on the fourth week of light depth, growing directly in ground of super soil and building for ten years. Love those microbes. Yeah, wow, that's pretty cool. Sixteen foot long. So I guess you just take the uh, fifty inch part, which is about four foot, and then you take the sixteen inch and you bend it in your semicircle. I guess your half circle. You could have minus the plastic. You could have a greenhouse for like. 100 bucks and the plastic is it's cheap man i don't know i don't know where it comes from but it's cheap uh you want to get good pot greenhouse paul if you can so yeah let's do this here so if you can buy a 16 foot long uh by almost four foot wide panel i want to take that one itself and just bend it in a hoop what your center height would be and they're 20 bucks each man so that's every that's five dollars per foot okay for every four foot of greenhouse, you can make it. That's pretty cool. Re, I might redo the grow shack. Like, yeah, yeah some cow panels up in here. That is not a bad idea. You're right. They got tractor supply up in Canada. Um, Do you guys have yeah, tractors up there? It's, <laughs> uh, it's called something else. We got it. I bet it's called Canadian Tire. <laughs> that place just confuses me every time. I am in Canada for sure, though. I bought some cheese curds the other day, and the girl at the checkout's like. And I just like to eat them. She's like, ah, poutine for dinner? And I was like, what'd you say? No. <laughs> Are you hitting on me? I just like uh, uh, cheese curds. And she's like, oh, the, the cheese something factory over on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, fresh curds. I'm like, damn, I'm going to go get some fresh curds. Jeez, man. If you haven't had poutine, man, it's, I don't do it that often because it's just one hell of a belly rocker. But uh, it's good shit. There's like 20 different ways at least to make it. Probably 100. As soon as they open the border, I'm coming up. <laughs> That's all I can say. <laughs> all right. I'm stuck. I'm stuck in Canada. Actually, I'm not stuck. I can come, I can come home to America, but then I got to stay home here for two weeks straight. Quarantine. I also get like a $70,000 fine or some shit. Yeah, you got to do the math on that. That cannot be right. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, got another Grow Talk question here. How are you maintaining your mothers? Okay. I had a caller once every two weeks. You send her flower on Mother's Day, you know. Mine is definitely getting more needy, apparently, but I got to give back. I'm not complaining. You know, that's why I'm here. Yeah, you know, I'm an expert listener, dude. <laughs> How are you maintaining your mothers by D-Tom, D-T-O-M-420? All right. I'm wondering how you keep your mothers. I'm looking for an effective way to maintain my mothers when my space is somewhat limited. Right now, I'm only keeping two mothers that are in small pots and are way too root bound. Typically, it becomes an issue. Uh, For my liking, I'm an organic soil grower, but I've been forced to feed them salt newts just to keep them alive. If I grew them in larger pots, they would even take up more space in my veg tent, which is only a four by four. I have a five by five flower tent and I'm perpetually rotating plants from the bedroom to the flower room. As I know, I can keep cloning the mothers to keep them smaller, but I worry about genetic drift if I'm cloning a mother over and over every few months to keep her healthy. Hang on, man. All right, we'll address that in a second. Keep her healthy and in a small container, or is it really not the problem that I think it is? I wish I had room for a third tent that would only be for clones, but that's just not in the cards right now. I keep wondering if there's a better way to maintain the mother plant for future grows, like keeping the sort of a bonsai, just looking to see how others are maintaining their mothers. All right, well, yeah, you can hit it. I don't think you wanted to talk about the genetic drift. Yeah, I don't think there's genetic drift. And Guru, help me help me understand this as well. From what I'm going to understand talking to Dr. Colin and whatnot, it's viruses and pathogens that get in and weaken, it's a, weaken it, the plant. Yeah, it's a, like a buildup of a viral load on the plant um, is the main thing that people think of as genetic drift. That's not saying that uh, through like epigenetics, there's not some type of gene silencing that can go on if you move something from one environment that it's used to to a different environment. Um, there's still, that's ongoing studies about uh, epigenetics in people hey, and plants. And tell them what that epigenetics means that certain stresses turn on and off certain aspects of the plant. Certain certain genes. Yeah, right? it's it's kind of the way that uh, environment interacts with our, our 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 plants genes. Right. To be able to turn on and turn off things that are inherently there in the genome, but just aren't always active. 
is kind of a simple way of putting that, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, I'm starting to understand what that is. Two more times. Well, he has two mothers. I guess he's keeping these mothers. Maybe he's growing other strains while he has these two mothers. I always just, not always, but I never kept mothers. The first couple of years I grew, I did. Then we became more connected with the grow community in Colorado, and there's always accessibility to genetics. But um, if I'm growing those two strains, those two mothers, I mean, I always have the opportunity to take more cuts from whatever's in veg before yep. I put it to flower. Yep. And I'll make sure to do it at least a couple weeks. Like, I want to give myself time. And we, I don't know if we've all been there, but you're like, oh, shit, I'm supposed to take cuts. I'm going to bloom in two days. And then you're like, these cuts better make it. Yes. <laughs> yes. But cloning from clone from clone, I haven't, it's not my style, but I've known a ton of people that do it. They have success with it until they get a pathogen. It doesn't usually last forever, but yeah, if you have, if you you have healthy plants yeah. all the time um, and you don't expose them to or they're never infected with any viruses, right. then you don't have to worry about that going from clone to, to never keeping them up. They're just taking a clone from a plant right before you're going to go into flowering. Some of the best growers I know, uh, shout out to O up in the mountains, did that for 10 years. So no problem. Yes. And who's the comment? Somebody gave a good comment about low light. And I agree with this. Do me a favor, scroll down, give, give, give them their credit. But uh, yeah, pretty interesting uh, commenter. I agree with this. The lower the light or mothers don't need a lot of light. You don't need to grow these super aggressive, big, giant hollow stem plants. Um, you can just grow it under, you know, an L I think I've got mine under a 70 watt LED bar, or actually two of them, but they're spread out. And uh, yeah, it seems to do the trick, but you just don't want aggressive growth with it. Keep uh, from Chad and Westport. Same, same, same concept with fertilizer too, with mothers. They really do not need that much of your, they don't need as much veg fertilizer as you are giving your veg plants that are about to go to flower. Low, Chad Westport, like thank you, my six, friend. Six to 800 ppm on your mother plants. And you got to have the ability to flush them out for sure and not to be repetitive. Flush them out when I'm doing a flush out or trying to reset a plant. My microbes, again, will help a lot with maintaining a plant over a long period of time. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the pros list here, man, over dogrows.com forward slash pros. This is where you guys can see all the coupon codes, all the discounts where you can vote with your dollars, get lighting. Today, I wanted to tell you about if you haven't gotten yourselves a great cocoa, Gorilla Boost. Gorilla Boost. Gorilla Boost is available. If you're down in the States, uh, at a bunch of stores, but all the... Uh, Grogens. Thank you. Thanks, Adam. talking about it's, Mike from Gorilla Boost today. So we were just, just talking about him an hour or so ago. And we're, Suzanne from Grogen. Just about how cool it was when he came on the show, though, he explained about the, the backstory about Coco, that it does matter. I, I felt kind of funny. Not funny, but it was interesting. How much water they use, the fresh water that they use to wash the salt off the coconuts has a huge environmental impact or impact on the, on the lives around there. And it was just really cool to, to see how they did it, man, that they actually gave a shit. Episode 1053 or Google Dude Grows Gorilla Boost. You get that information. Um, but uh, available in Canada, guys, the distribution up here. I know it's in BC and I believe some other provinces. So uh, check it out. You can go to their site, gorillaboost.com, figure out how to get in touch and get your hands on some good cocoa. Top Excellent. notch. I had. All right. We are going to move on okay. to what do we. Okay, what do you got, man? I keep forgetting sometimes you can see my right hand here. Like I'm trying, I, I'll lose my mouse. And I'm like, dude, you have a touchscreen PC. I literally, I, I think I've touched it like eight times. It's like, okay, this is a little easier. <laughs> my touchscreen is like, uh, it's kind of funny. You don't realize how dirty your computer is because you look at it every day. And like, yeah, like Bruce Banner's like, I don't want to touch your computer. Can you touch it, please? Oh, that's awesome. Uh, here we go. Our grows, man. Our grows. What's going on in the greenhouse out there? Yeah, scrogging time. We were making scrogging videos today. And just, uh, yeah, it's nice. It's kind of nice. It's actually fun to scrog, especially laying the first one down because it's going to grow right through that. You know it is. You know it. You're going to have to come up with another one, another one. What, 18 inches up, another 10 days, I would say, 14 days, Guru, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I mean, we're going to be continually uh, bending that over and training it over the next three weeks. For, well, actually, no, next like 
five weeks. <clears throat> no more three. topping, or have you topped out there at all? Uh, we'll probably top one more time before we go to flower before we start flowering. But yeah. we could have topped today, and instead I just bent those tops over. Instead, I, we're doing the scrog, and there's, there's that one top is actually growing out the window. So I just mm-hmm. took it, bent it over, weaved it. They didn't do any kind of super cropping where I broke it. Just low stress, you call it low stress training, right? Just bent it over and weaved it in between and pulled in between uh, quite a few of the you know the holes in the scrog. And then sure enough, was able to pull quite a few tops. You give that three or four days, a little sprig that big is going to be a nice big fat top. I'd love to see it. You know, this is a video show. Yeah, I don't know, Guru. What do we there, got? Man? There have been videos playing while we're doing this. Yeah. Oh, fair Where enough. I? I did not notice. Cheers. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go take it to my grow shack, which I was looking at doing some more modification. I got to put a little bit more of a. I don't have to, but um, on the other side of it, I'm gonna put some more green bahalas poly up. But I'm actually really looking at these cow panels in my head right now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then uh, uh, this little guy, like I said, this is a uh, six shooter from Fast Buds that I've never grown something out in a little, I think it's a four inch nursery pot, but I'm curious to see what its end do- thing does and I just to sh- maybe show how easy it was and hey, I got a quarter bag here, you know? I don't think you're going to so, get a quarter bag. That might be a nice joint there. Simmer down. What the hell's we'll going see on, man? I'm offended by the thing size. Even today, I got some more pictures. I got this first one here is titled More. I'm just t- calling it HST. This is high stress training. Yeah. You can see here. Now that's I mean, a I garden just, right there. That's a plant, yo. I just took the top of that one and just boink, yoink. And I actually did another one today. And it did uh, it, when I, I got too aggressive and it broke too much. I'm like, oh, that one's not gonna. It's not gonna recover the way I want it to. So I had to do the uh, twist tie assist, you know, and just help it up sure. a little. Well, that one's flowering though. Uh, that plant, yeah, those plants are in their first couple weeks of flowering. I'm fine with doing this at this point. Some people probably wouldn't, but the first couple weeks, um, they're healing so quick. You can see here the high stress training result picture uh, is what I'm after. You can see that where it totally healed up. Not, I mean, where the bend was, and now it's just right up, even with the canopy again. Like that's where I want it. It was way above canopy and shading other other flower spots. So I'm curious to see how it works out in flowering. I don't. I think there's a huge difference between doing that in veg and doing that in flowering. But you tell me. Um, yeah, you're fine. I, I, like I said, I'm not gonna. This is the debatable point for some growers. I definitely wouldn't do it when you're getting into like fourth week, maybe third week of flower. If you need to, there's still some time to heal. But I, that's my bro grow science. All right. Yeah, we're gonna check it out. <laughs> we'll my, see how it works out. My general rule is, uh, at, like, if, if as long as you do get your training and high stress training stuff like this done while it's still in stretch and it hasn't started bud set and stopped stretching yet. Yeah, as you're stretching uh, every day. As long as it's stretching like crazy, you're fine to be doing stuff like this, but you do want to stop once uh, it's slowing down on its stretch or it started bud set. That's like I the, like the that main, main Wait. rule for me. You said slowing down on the stretch or started bud set. I would say some of these, like this next picture, this this one's in bud set, and it has stopped stretching. It's budding faster than any of the other ones, so there's some different variables with these autos. But I like what you're saying. Once your stretch stops, don't be doing that kind of training. That's a good tip. I don't be pinching anything or super cropping anything after after veg in the flower. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. That's time for some good... Well, it's time for them to grow, to you know, let them stretch, prepare for that stretch, and yeah, start flowering. I don't want them to have to heal from wounds. Fair enough. Fair enough. You guys need some seeds. Don't forget, we're giving away Ivory Genetics Piranha still. Uh, Ross and Jeff been up on the show quite a few times. You want to check them out? Yeah. And the Piranha, he's touting as a great strain for beginners. Um, these are non-feminized, um, and it's just say I'll do a little description. It says. Even though it's description, I got to say it again. Description of the effects. Relaxed, focused, motivated, iry, great pre-yoga smoke. That's not motivated. That's meditative. You can be motivated to meditate, I guess. That would work. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, It says prana is very easy to grow and be my suggestion for beginners. Uh, Available in regular seeds only. And it also, this is the one she makes rock hard buds and smells like a hippie bus with incense and dirty feet with dank. All right. I like it. We've all been there, haven't we, man? Spending a month there one weekend, bro. 
know about all, but we have another uh, evolving microbes here. Evolving microbes from Sunny okay. Bacobia. Calcium. Okay. Calcium in some forms kills microbial life by Sunny and Bactopia. I haven't heard about this one, so I thought it would be a good one to get into here. And I will say that there's a question mark here, so it's a question. All right. Yo. It says, yo, out of the tap, water is zero ppm. All right. That's where we're starting. <laughs> pH fluctuates between eight to nine. A little high. It says, my mentor taught me to do this CalMag every time. Then you hear all about dolomite, of course, and gypsum being sources of calcium to use. I just heard a story today that they kill microbial life to the extent that there is no usable way to do it. I forget when I hear stuff exactly. Anyhow, oyster shells apparently the way to go on calcium. I wish I didn't not buy everything in bulk to save a nickel. Sad face. <laughs> so glad <laughs> I heard about this and wonder if there's a, rel a relatively new revelation. If I rely on compost tea in my organic matter in my mended soil, I have been shooting myself in the foot twice, both feet, once at the store and once at home. Hope I didn't mistakenly hear a bunch of shit wrong. There's not a lot. I'll ever guarantee that I know. Hundred ways to skin a fucking cat, man. Everything is different. Okay. <laughs> so that's why it's exciting, right? She's like a woman with PMS for up to 11 weeks sometimes. All right. All right, Sonny. That's a whole flowering cycle, man. It's awesome. I got, got me chuckling. Got me chuckling. Anyway, I've heard of this got me Googling, man. I, I just want to jump in. It got me Googling. Just about, like, I've never heard of it. Guru and I are like, I've never heard of uh, negative interactions with calcium and bacteria. And uh, I actually found some pretty cool, like, peer-reviewed research. This is specialized core bacteria associate with plants, uh, associate with plants adapted to adverse environments with high calcium content. And just what I thought was really cool about it <coughs> is what they found, it was just lime or whatever, this, this is with calcium or whatever, but they found, it said, researchers have proven that rhizosphere microorganisms, so soil microbes and endophytes, help host plants to adapt to various adverse environments. And that's what we've been doing with cannabis all the time. That's why I'm like, oh, you know, I don't pH, I don't have to worry about pH with my water because uh, the microbes handle it for me. And that's what they're finding out. It handles various adverse environments. The adaptive capacity of plants that grow in adverse environments with salt, drought, thermal, heavy metal stresses, uh, partially or You remind me of the tomato plant I've seen growing out of the crack of a sidewalk next to a building. There's like no soil anywhere. You'll see plants growing like in the middle of like the interstate or some shit. <laughs> yeah, partly or completely comes from symbiotic microorganisms. And I just thought that was kind of cool. And part of that too is there's a really big difference uh, between like native micro microorganisms you're going to find in like na native soils. Right. And how they're able to handle uh, like what I call horticultural systems, um, like high salinity environments, uh, repeated waterings on a, like a schedule, uh, different types of soil medias that they'd be using. There are microbes that have been bred to be able to persist in those systems specifically that can handle high salinity and still have the benefit for the plant and everything too. Um, so it's just recognizing that I'm, I'm not sure. I think this is something from Elaine Ingham and I'm not sure what she was actually saying, but I'm, I'm with like targeted microbes, uh, calcium is definitely not going to kill the microbes in whatever form, be it dolomite, lime, or uh, gypsum, or other stuff. There are other reasons to not use dolomite lime, um, in my opinion. It has a way too much magnesium um, for where it has a higher magnesium to calcium ratio than it really should, where you want more calcium than you do magnesium, <coughs> like a five to an eight to one ratio. Um, but as far as uh, it killing your microbes, it's not killing your microbes. What, what is the deal with all the calcium? I keep on trying to mine uh, information with regards to calcium. So I'm trying to get a full understanding of it. But there's what? There's gypsum. That's what calcium carbonate and sulfur. Is that right? Uh, yeah. G gypsum is, uh, or sopomag is something it's called too. But yeah, calcium and sulfur are what's going to be in there. Dolomite is going to be calcium uh, and magnesium. Calcium and magnesium in the incorrect proportion too. And that's the thing to keep in mind that in soils that have uh, too high a number of magnesium, Right. Or that magnesium ratio is getting really, or the magnesium to calcium ratio is getting really close to each other. You can run into lots of different problems with like soil compaction. 
That's um, what I'm trying to figure out. It's really interesting. It's something about the magnes- magnesium bonding to other elements. And I guess I could see that if it were to bond to something, I could see it could make it hard or compact or, uh, I don't know. I just, just found it neat. I can tell you, uh, I want to shout out Coach Steve. Great comment on here, as well as Just Coolin' helping out. And it looks like uh, Sunny Bactopia just got away day, day tubing on the river as well. And Guru, she had talked with, or not talked with, but listened to Mary Beth Sanchez. Um, she was on broadcast, Growcast. So I, I haven't heard, have you heard of Mary Beth Sanchez? I have I not. not. I have not. Okay. Well, it says she was on the Growcast lookup episode of Calcium and Fungi. It may be really old, but I don't know. All right. Well, hopefully that helps. I mean, I think it's good information you guys have given out. Um, my form of calcium is typically either in my base nutrient. If you're doing things like oyster shell, again, I always say keep in mind like how long that's available. It takes a minute, right, for that to become plant available? Yeah, I have a clue here. She says fungi. Are they talking about mycorrhizae fungi maybe? Because absolutely, mycorrhizae fungi is one of those things that uh, it actually is a mine, it mines nitrogen. But uh, yeah, I can see if you're dumping a bunch of calcium on microbes or on a specific calcium mining fungi, then it's not going to mine calcium anymore. But yeah, just saying in like a broad stroke that uh, calcium kills microbes is a misrepresentation. Um, if if that's the case, yeah, I'll fucking protest. Just because there there are microbes that calcium is like their job. It's like it it is evolved to mine calcium, make it plant available, sure. so it can get exudates from the plant. Yeah, think about a bone. Think about bone meal. It's all absorbed through microbes and and into the the plant. All right. Yeah. Killing it. Crushing it, guys. Keeping your grower questions at dudegrows.com. When you go over to dudegrows.com, I don't even know if I told people how to enter the door prize fully. I'll do that uh, when we got distracted with the, uh, I think I just got a little high on the Apollo 13. I'm trying to get that in my system. Normal, feeling good. Um, there's That's where you can enter to win free seeds. Just enter with your email, social share to win. And while you're over there, use the search bar, look around, hang out, make a free account. No, do what you want. Get your own grower questions up. Uh, great community helping out. Thanks, everybody do in the comments and if you liked today's show dogrows.com forward slash support if we helped you grow uh helped you have a better commute to work or just hanging out in the grow uh, appreciate you listening in and i think we've got some shout outs to scotty people making this happen yeah, i'll take the pot maker and one fine grow <coughs> dano dano v what's up in jay gross the Newfie Grower. Uh-oh. Newfies. Are you allowed to call them Newfies these days, man? And Ricky Simples. Uh, I heard one football team is just called the football team now. Um, I'm going to go up to Missouri Dank and Brewstitute. <laughs> Probably can't say that either. How about Grateful Jay and Cushtimus Prime? All right. All right, guys. Peace out. Stay higher, my friends. Until next time, be waking in the bacon. All right. Take it easy, dude. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man sister, take a little break. That means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bone. Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed, it's just weed I like to keep the good vibes on, on, on It's just weed, it's just weed I like to smoke it all day long, yeah Big man, catch you riding high Oh, we gonna lock you in a cage No, if you wonder why he hates the dank Just look at how he's being paid Now, don't lock up me for smoking weed